This is the Barry Egan Tapes on News Talk. I'm Barry Egan of the Sunday Independent, and today my guest is the very wonderful Catherine Lynch. Catherine, Merry Christmas and thanks for coming in. Oh, thanks, Barry, and it's always lovely to see you. Catherine, <laughs> can I just start by asking you, did, did I dream this or misremember this? Did you once gate crash the Rosa Tralee in 2008 as a, as a as a traveller on a piebald pony roaring, I'm a, a rose of no fixed abode. Did that happen? That happened, Barry. <laughs> and I think poor old uh, Mary uh, Kennedy, Kennedy, she had a mini stroke and Dahi peed in his pants. <laughs> they were standing up there on the on the truck and in I walked a singing Bernie Walsh with a no fixed abode sash um, into the parade and the Queen of the Travellers. The Queen of the Travellers, yeah. It was great. It was absolutely brilliant. And when I looked Did you back, win? Um no, I didn't win. I just had no fixed abode. Yeah. You know, so you need an address. <laughs> you need to be the Texas Rose or And just let's go back to your the, the, the original abode you grew up in, in, in Leitrim. What was that like? That gorgeous. Well, I, I, I kind of was raised in the house in the prairie. At the time there was a small town and every single business in the town had ten to six uh, children in their family. We had four in ours. We were quite civilised. But it was such a great fun town to grow up in. In the summertime, you... Was it Mo- Mohill? Mohill, Mohill yeah. County Leitrim, yeah. So in the summertime, you just left your bedroom in the morning, had a slice of toast, ran out the door, up the town, and you had 100 to 150 friends to hang out with. So it was a dream. You know, it's like, it doesn't happen anymore now. I think there was only one child born on Mohill Street uh, in the last five years. Is it the weather or something? Or something I'd in the say water? It's something <laughs> in the water. <laughs> They're bringing IV into the hospitals now too, so maybe it'll hurry up. <laughs> what was your mother like? It's television. Maureen, isn't it? Mammy was uh, Maureen Lynch, yeah, and she's infamous around the town. She's like a as infamous, infamous as you. Uh, more so, absolutely more so. Um, she's in every single organisation there is, from the drama. She has her own drama. Uh, uh, company called the Acorn Players and they have their own van and they travel around the country uh, performing plays. She's also in the choir, she's in the GAA, she's in the sports complex uh, uh, committee. So our joke growing up was, where's Ma? And my dad would say, she's at a meeting. So yeah, yeah so she's a she's a great woman actually. And what about your dad? He, he passed away, when was that? that was, he um, passed away nearly Tom, about wasn't it? Tom. Yeah, so he passed away, away around seven years ago. Um, how, did actually, that, how, how, how did that affect you? Very much so, yeah, because he was a he was very much a hero of mine as well, um, and also a lovely man, a Kerry man who came to Leitrim, and he trained like the fo- local football teams. So it was I like having he trained to be a Leitrim man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, he very much did train to be a Leitrim man, and he's buried in Leitrim, and he um, loved the small town that adopted him, and he adopted it, and in a small town, everybody dies famous. So he had a two thousand strong. Funeral of farmers. Big. I remember sitting at the at the front of the church with lovely big handed farmers wishing me, you know, condolences and praising my father. So yeah, he was he was a great hero of mine. What was your earliest childhood memory? Um. Oh, it would have to be my grandmother, um, Lucy Kavanagh, and Lucy Kavanagh was oh my God, she was a feminist way before her time. She was in the ICA, the original ICA. It's like she was in the old ICA. It's like saying she was in the old IRA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she wasn't far off that either. But um, she w- spoiled me rotten and I only really knew her till I was about five. Uh, but I have vivid memories of her and her sending me to school, uh, teaching me how to say glushton instead of car. 
because uh, Glushton was the old Irish way to say it. And when I said it in front of the teacher, oh, I got brownie points. So she was very good to me that way. At what age did you realise that you were you were funny? Um, I suppose I never I, I didn't realise I was funny but what I realised was the power of comedy and going back to my father he wrote sketches for uh, Scorn and Oak which is a GAA um, association and uh, so there was a, um, a every year they they had score Nanog so the, there would be a traditional section of it where you'd learn a song and then there was the six minute sketch and you had to have that sketch on and off the stage in six minutes where you didn't have if 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 you went over a second there was a bell there was horrible like kind of judges that hit you with a hurly yeah that hit you with a hurly type of thing or there'd be a little nibby one ringing the bell you know like to a bunch of kids but it was a great training because you had to get your timing in right and you had to get all the comedy you could in six minutes so my father was uh, um, I remember me getting a uh, a review that said lewd, crude and rude and he was delighted because he said oh I used to get them and score <laughs> And but, but when did you realise that this would be something you could do do, do like your, your life would become Yeah I think once I stepped in to the gay scene and everyone thought I was hilarious and camp and funny and I went wow I love this audience <laughs> this audience is making me feel very good about myself so you know cut to a scene where you're sitting in a bar and you're making everyone laugh and they What age were you then? I'd say I was in my 20s when I came to Dublin, like, um, no, when, like, when I came it, to the city centre, yeah, I was about what 20. What was it like to come from a small town to come up to Dublin? Uh, f- uh, absolutely brilliant. For, it not was, frightening? It was frightening. I had lived in Longford, which was like a metropolis compared to Mohol. And then when I came from Longford, watching life on the black and white television, when I came to Dublin, it was a silver screen and it was multicolour. So I think I fell straight away because I wanted to be an actress. I fell straight away into the restaurants as we do. And in the restaurants, I met all the other gay artists who wanted to be actors or singers or whatever. And so we spent our time serving tables. It was like L.A. Yeah, (laughs) our mini L.A. (laughs) Probably, probably nicer. Well, definitely nicer than L.A. And uh, so we served tables, saved our tips and spent our tips all in one day. (laughs) And did you enjoy your life then? Loved it, actually. Very more so um, than now. And well, more so than now. It regards things like anxiety, and I never even knew what anxiety was about work or anything like that. You didn't give a damn because in you were those young. we were young, and in those days, um, Dublin allowed Bohemians to all rent a house together, so there could be five of us renting a house together and all looking out for each other. If somebody couldn't pay their rent that week you'd give them a little help out or even your boss would say, don't worry about it, I'll give you extra money or I'll pay you for next week's wages or even the landlord would say, don't worry about it, Catherine, your credit's good, we'll see you next week. But there's none of that kind of um, so when did community an- trust. So anxiety enter your life? Anx- anxiety. Um, I wouldn't say now uh, that I suffered that much from anxiety, but for an example, I've finished a big body of work this year So I already don't know what I'm doing for next year. So that will cause me anxiety for a little bit. But I have a mantra. Everything will turn out right. Everything always turns out right. You always end up having a great year. One of the things I've always loved about you is that you have underneath the layers of maybe the crack and all this other stuff you have that you're quite vulnerable. Yeah, I think... I I mean, like real even. Yeah, I suppose you have to... Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, I am vulnerable. I'm vulnerable to, to... what the next gig is and and even though I'm quite successful Are you vulnerable I've, to life? Uh, not really vulnerable to life no I think I can take that by the balls big time 
But um, I also, yeah, no, I'm not. And I've had a great life and I've had great um, experiences, you know. I And I know what to do. Don't be beholden to the craziness that goes on around you because it's mad out there at the moment, you know. It's like, and were you, were you ever beholden to the craziness that goes on around you? No, not unless... Well, I'm not talking about Christmas. Me. I'm just saying, just generally, like, yeah. I lo- what was the lowest point in your life? Uh, lowest point, I suppose, death is always the lowest point in my life. The death of friends, the death of obviously family first, and the death of friends. And I, and your father's death, did that hit you very hard? It hit me very hard, but harder um, than you thought it would. Harder than I thought it would, but what age is he? Uh, he was only 70, 72. So. Uh, but it's, he was a, a gentle soul and a, a, a very funny soul, a very, very funny man. One one uh, liner and he'd floor the whole room. But I'm fine now. Like, I mean, you just do, you, you, the world grows around it. I don't think you lose the grief, but you respect the grief and you let the the world cocoon it. And you, you, you don't think about it like days go by now that I don't think about him. But for a while, I would think about him every day, a few times a day. What would you think? I would just miss him or think of, but mostly positive things, which is nice. Mostly because he was quite a druid in his own way and a poet and he'd write and he wrote the sketches and all that. So I would think, oh yeah, he'd like that. Or if I saw a little sign, I would think it was his, him He's sending me one. Giving you a sign, yeah. Yeah. Like so what? There's, like uh, the usual, the Robins or there's a, a sign called, a, a 33 sign that I see everywhere and I just do not know why I see this number everywhere. 33 so I always think it's him and I looked up it once and it said divine connection so I went well that suits me fine that's a great answer so yeah because I wouldn't be into man into numerology but I'm not stupid enough not to see a few signs around me you know Are you into religion? Are you Uh, into God at this time of year? Any time of year? No I am into poets um, and I think poets are our modern Day prophets. You had a bit of a connection, obviously, with with, with Paddy. Yeah, so that's my Bible. Actually, yeah. his his work is my Bible. Paddy Kavanagh. Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose maybe. Do you want to tell people who who he is? Pa- oh yeah, he? Patrick Kavanagh is my grand uncle, and my granny Lucy Kavanagh was his sister. So basically, I grew up with the poems of Patrick Kavanagh ringing in my ear by my fine Some father. Some people grew up with the poems of Pamir Pamir yeah. ringing in their ears, but you have Paddy Kavanagh. <laughs> She's not bad either, is she? <laughs> But uh, she, um, yeah, my father would recite them at the range uh, growing up and we all took that for granted. But it was a wonderful, wonderful um, score, if you want to put did, a did you meet word me on it. I didn't. He he died before I was born, but I felt I knew him. Yeah. You know, I met all his sisters and, and his brother, Peter, and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's my favourite thing that I'm related to Patrick Kavanagh. It's the proudest thing. What do you get out of it when you you listen to his poems or read them? I get a divine connection that there is something bigger than us. I get that um, that somebody who could write so eloquently and simply about soil, about earth, the thing we return to, that definitely that is a reflection of, of human nature and life. So there is some reflection of us in it. So that's what I get. Do you think about that much? No, I never think about that and I'm not afraid of it. I come from a small town, everyone dies famous as long as there's lo- loads of people But you must be the funeral. most famous person in Mohol, are you? Yeah, well, no, they ground me. What's they, it like when, did they kind of put the bunting up when you go home? They do not. They do we, fly home in a forget. private jet, they put all the Christmas tree lights to guide you in. We're such a little tribe, they forget that I was even on telly. They'll just go, it's your round next Lynch. <laughs> so what are you working on at the moment? At the moment, well, I have a production company, so... My production, fancy. yeah, fancy. fancy. So our production company is working on Brendan Courtney's uh, 
key to the door and yeah. then we've just finished raised by the village and um, actually Pat Short just sent me a, a, a script today so I am very excited about that as a short film and what is else? Is that the one with his daughter? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. actually yeah it's probably thanks to you Barry that I got that script because you gathered us all together for the for the Na- um, the, the Sunday, Sunday Independent Christmas party. Christmas party oh my god give you all under one roof yeah that's becoming a great party my so god. Do, do you have um, do, do you think ahead with like are you going to get married do you think is that how it yeah. works how's well, Declan oh, Declan's in great form um, we're both how from, does your relationship work we're both from the same town do you know that no, we know each god. other since we were children um, my dad thought what were you like as a child football then? Um, well, he keeps telling me that I was a wild one, a tomboy, you know. Thank God. Yeah, I, w- I was just a tomboy. I wore cowboy boots, had my hair short, wore wore little uh, waistcoats and the whole lot. I probably would be trans now. If yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully enough, I didn't have the choice. So he, he threw the eye on you when you were like a, a child and then he said, oh, we'll, we'll work something. No, out. he did not. He did not. No, what happened was that a mutual friend of ours passed away. Um, our dear friend Cormac Crowley and uh, we were both at the funeral and we met at the funeral and we joked about oh we're getting old now if you meet meet somebody at a funeral so we swapped numbers and then that was in January and he asked me January what year? January uh, three years ago yeah. yeah so he asked me would I come out for dinner on so Valentine's and I was like Valentine's I know this guy for ages does he fancy me I wonder does he fancy me oh my god does he know it's Valentine's or is it just a drink and all that sort of stuff did you and ask him no I didn't ask him but no when he arrived into the pub uh, and I was doing Dancing with the Stars at the time and we were the gang from the Dancing with the Stars a few of them were with me because I was a scaredy cat and he arrived in with a flower so I went, oh no. Is that yes, for me? That's for me. So it meant that it was a proper Valentine's Day. So we had a lovely time. How did yeah. it go from there? It was just like, that was it from then. Ups and downs. What is it? Like every... Yeah. <laughs> well, um, that was it. It became a, a really close uh So what's it like to go out with, with Catherine Lynch? Or to be I'd enough? say it's a pain in the ass at times. So he's, he knows how to take a selfie now. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he doesn't seem to mind. He He's very, he's a prison officer. So a lot of things go over his head and have to go over his head. What goes so. over his head? Like um, anybody being smart to me or, or you know, or over be, being over familiar or anything like that. He's well able to kind of just put the shoulders back and they kind of go, oh, yeah, see you later, you know. So does he mo- look more like your bodyguard sometimes, sometimes than your boyfriend? Sometimes he looks yeah. like my bodyguard, which is very nice. So are you... Kind of m- turns me on. <laughs> <laughs> So you, you keep him under lock and key at home. Yeah, make him bring the baton every night. <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. But have you been into the prison? Like, has he, you know, no. your famous girlfriend? No, I haven't been into the prison and I have no intention of going in there. I think I would be the worst visitor. I'd be trying to find the locks and let them all out. <laughs> but um, And I probably know half of them from living in the city centre. They'd be like, how are you, Captain? So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a sad thing isn't it prison especially at this time of the year so hopefully hopefully nobody's too sad in there so would it be popping the question anytime soon well I I suppose people's absolute and utter infatuation with 
engagement and getting married will probably push us. But we, both of us are quite relaxed, you know. So your plan isn't to become the little wife and retire? Definitely not. We, you but could both move back to the same village. He has a gorgeous house down there that I've spent the last couple of days with a big fire on and a collie dog and myself and him sitting in the room doing absolutely nothing except watching a little bit of movies on Sky and that's heaven. Is that the dream, yeah? Um, eventually isn't it everyone's dream but I like I am a bit like my mother I will not slow down like I love a project I love something to happen and I love although like we talked about anxiety and what I try to do is turn my anxiety into excitement mm. and go yeah I don't know what's going to happen next but that's fantastic because lots of people are out there trapped in jobs that know exactly what's going to happen next or they know exactly what they're going to end up with and what pension they're going to end up with I don't know I could get a call to Hollywood or I could get a call to the Dole and that's the yin and the yang of my life you know so Brilliant. Listen Catherine Merry Christmas and to Declan okay? Uh, thank you very much Barry for everything all during the year